You're listening to a podcast by the Center for Action and Contemplation. To learn more, visit cac.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel as written to us by Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and he went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have now seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, Light has arisen. And Jesus began to preach, and this is what he said. And I'm going to translate that word repent according to, I think, how it should be translated. Change your mind, for the kingdom of God is here. This is the gospel of the Lord. It's unfortunate that we continue to translate that word. I'm no Greek expert, but I know this much. Metanoia does not mean what repent means in the English language. I bet nine out of ten of you, if I asked you what the word repent would mean, it connotes uh, someone telling you to get rid of your sins and be more moral and that's not really the meaning of it. Uh, it all goes back to the early first translation from um, the Greek to the Latin, where St. Jerome translated do penance. And ever since then, we've translated repent. Now, I give you that little preface, so maybe you'll remember what might be a better translation and really makes a lot more sense, even though it's probably a lot harder. Meta means to go beyond. Noia means, or nous means mind. To go beyond your present state of mind. That would be the most literal way of translating the word. Now, this is used in three of the Gospels as the very first words that come out of Jesus' mouth when he begins preaching. So uh, I remember when I first heard it, I thought, well, what if your present state of mind is good? (laughs) Why should you change it? Well, it hardly ever is. The present state of mind is always angry about something, irritated about something, uh, trying to change your wife or your husband or your kids or the world or the church. Uh, That's where the mind goes. It goes in things that it can fix and change and correct and judge and rearrange. And that's not a good mind. Now, he describes where it should go as the kingdom of heaven. 
In some, uh, I think in Mark's gospel, it's translated the kingdom of God, but they seem to mean the same thing. Now, what does that really connote? We probably all understand that we each have our own little kingdoms. Some of you are kingdom of the garage, our kingdom of the kitchen, our kingdom of football, our kingdom of race cars, or kingdom of the backyard, or uh, a lot of people today have made their kingdom the United States of America. And Jesus says, you know what? None of those work. The kingdom of God is the one that includes all of those, blessed, blesses all of those, but in itself is none of those. So to turn around, change your mind, and surrender to the kingdom of God, the best way I can translate it, and I know this is hard, is to surrender to reality. Reality, at least for me, is always disappointing. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't say always, no. Many days it's lovely. But many days, at least if I turn on the news, it isn't lovely. Uh, there's just a thousand and one things to get upset about, to want to change, or you wonder why they don't change. So this word repent is not just change your mind, but I want to emphasize change. And that's not something that the human species is attracted to. In that regard, we're pretty much like animals. Animals are creatures of habit. Any of you have a dog or a cat, you know their behavior is predictable. And if you change it entirely, they'll get upset. We're, I'm afraid to say, much the same. We like things the way we like things. So here we have the first words out of Jesus' mouth telling us that he's come to give us a philosophy of change. Uh, Saint uh, John Henry Cardinal Newman, who was just made a saint, he said, to love is to change, and to love perfectly is to change many times. That's a very different philosophy than most of us have, because our natural approach is to keep in cruise control. The way we do it, we do it. And any change is considered dangerous, heretical, a new, uh, use any word that isn't attractive. So here we are given from the beginning a program of change. Let's try a word that you might like a little more, growth. If you don't grow, you don't change. You're the same at 70 as you were at 17. And you all know people like that. Maybe you're one of them. They aren't very fun to live with. They're, they have the mind of teenagers. They want to pick fights. They want to win fights. It's a lot of our politics today. 
the minds of teenagers. The important thing is not the truth. The important thing is not what's good for the whole, but what's good for the small part that I'm a part of. Now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is what's good for the whole. That's the holy. What's good for everybody? Now, none of us can achieve that perfectly, but we can at least try. And it's one of the primary principles of Catholic moral theology. The common good. What's the common good? Not just the democratic good, the republican good, the Hispanic good, the white good, the black good. Can you let all of those be ideals? It takes a lot of growing, a lot of changing, a lot of growing up and getting out of yourself. We were supposed to be and I think we're still going to have to be that kind of people. Or I'm not sure, I'm really not sure what immediate hope there is for our world. If most people refuse to change from what my mother used to call bullheadedness, it is, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Unless people learn how to dialogue, how to forgive, how to trust, how to give people the benefit of the doubt, not the worst possible interpretation of everything they say. We all heard our senators take their oath of being fair jurors, and I think we all knew it didn't mean anything anything. That's how cynical our country has become about truth and love. We expect everybody to be for Republican truth or Democratic truth. The kingdom of the Democrats or the kingdom of the Republicans. You are told to change your mind and to accept the kingdom of God which includes a little bit of all the others.